Can We Have It All? Real conversations on navigating your 30s and 40s, leaving the 9 to 5, inspiring you to take that leap to do what you truly want to. Testing, testing. Testing, testing. <laughs> Not dead. What? <laughs> I generally thought we were doing a podcast together. Oh, what, like we were starting our own one? Yeah. No, you're just on my podcast. It's cool. Is that not okay? I normally charge a fee. <laughs> well, you're getting nothing for this. Yeah, well. <laughs> hi, hubby. Hi, wife. And hi, audience. Welcome back to my podcast, Can We Have It All? This is not a new podcast, joint with my husband. You are just a guest. Um, but yeah, I asked a few people asked for us to do like a podcast together my dashing good looks and woody charm well the fact that they can't see you right now doesn't matter i'll be on the cover (laughs) no you won't it's our podcast now (laughs) and the only thing is people asked for this and then i put on instagram does anybody have any questions for us and no one replied i replied did you yeah was it rude no i said this suggested we should discuss who's the better driver. Did you? Yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah, I did. I'm definitely the better driver. Oh, you fuck. I am. I am, because I'm conscientious. You're aggro as fuck. You need to be a bit aggy you, when you're you, driving. Maybe in London. Not up north. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Um, so, yeah, I'm blaming on isolation and the fact that nobody saw. And the boogie. <laughs> Blame it on the boogie. So, I thought it makes... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. I thought it makes sense to introduce you to everybody who doesn't know you um, with an informal guest appearance on my podcast. So why are we topless? <laughs> you wish. <laughs> <laughs> so cheers. Cheers. We're sat here. This is our new Saturdays, isn't it? <laughs> Yay. <laughs> For the weeks to come. Um. So... I thought I'd start with something topical. What five things do you wish you stockpiled before isolation? Whiskey. Yeah. Some sort of muffle for the kids. The <laughs> um, muffle? A, a dampener, some sort of sound dampener. <laughs> sound dampener, right. Earplugs? Yeah, and maybe like, I don't know, like maybe some like pate or something like that. Pate. <laughs> That's like the pate. most middle class thing I've ever heard you say. I wish I stockpiled pate. Yeah, but I think like it's because you bought that fucking hamper from that was full of like Stiltons and oh, like yeah. hummus and <laughs> shit like that. Can I just explain? I was supporting a local business um, that supply restaurants and could no longer supply these restaurants because they're all shut. And bought two kilos of hummus. And bought two kilos of hummus, some camembert, Stilton. And a tub of Greek yogurt. So you'd like some pate. Okay, that's three things. Two more. So what have I got? Whiskey, dampener, and pate. pate. <laughs> it's lining up for a good night. Um, I mean, I'm not that worried about the whole bog roll thing. No. Because, I mean, like, I, mean, I, know, I know you well enough and you have your certain stenches anyway. <laughs> and Seriously? Yeah. You invited me on your podcast. It's not our podcast. What do I care? And he's been drinking. Yep. And do you know what? I don't know. Maybe maybe a bit more like chocolate. I've been craving. I don't know, like nuts. 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 I've gone food heavy. Or nutty chocolate. 
Nah, no, nah, I'd like to keep those things separate. So you basically want to stockpile your kind of Christmas holiday yep. food. Yeah. Cool. Well, it's the same kind of thing. Like when I'm at Christmas, locked indoors with my family, it's the kind of things that get me through. <laughs> Moving on. What's the best thing about isolation so far? Spending time with my family. <laughs> <laughs> nice segue. <laughs> I can see right through that, babe. Yeah. Um, I, I'm quite introverted. I quite like... Oh, yeah, this like, is like an introvert's dream, you, you isn't know, it? I, I, well, no, I've had more conversations with people over Zoom in the last two weeks than I have normal conversation when I'm sat in an office. But, like, I was out walking the dog the other day, saw somebody I knew, but didn't know them well enough to actually bothered to have a conversation with them and I was just like waved at them it was like isolation <laughs> see ya don't have to talk to don't you don't have to talk to them so like that's that's all right and you can't ask me to do like the shit stuff I don't really like doing on a weekend like DIY because I can't go and get the stuff from B&Q or go to the tip or any of that stuff so that's nice great and what's the worst thing about isolation so far do you know what? Like, weeks on end with the kids, they can turn into twats. Yeah, like, this is definitely a thing that I feel all parents are going through at the moment. And, like, obviously, disclaimer is that we do love our children love dearly. Them. Love them. Love them. But, yeah, they're, like, feral already. Yeah. And... Like, our kids didn't wear clothes at all today. Just didn't want to. But ne- neither wouldn't. did you. Well, I mean, yeah, but I look fucking great in a mankini. <laughs> But they, I mean, like, they're just uncontrollably feral. Like, feral is a good word. Like, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they start pissing in the corners of the rooms at some point. We've all been there. <laughs> you have. <laughs> Do you remember that time you tried to piss in a wardrobe? Mm. <laughs> Moving on. Um, on to, like, I guess a really serious and important subject that the audience is going to want to know about. And that's me. So what, what, what did you think when you first saw me? But I saw you. <laughs> oh. oh, God. So we did the same uni course, and I used to think you were the hot but slightly dim girl <sighs> at the front. Because you just come in, you wouldn't say anything. you come into the class slightly late, aloof, <laughs> and you used to flirt with dudes to get them to help you with the coursework. <laughs> okay, can I just correct that? <laughs> yeah, come... Correct what? <laughs> okay, come in late was accurate. Aloof, no, probably hungover. <laughs> and... Yeah, no, I did used to flirt with guys to help me with my coursework. And girls. And you never ever spoke to me? No, the thing was, I'd changed, and I'd changed from course, and I was a bit behind with the social side of our course. I didn't really fit in. No. But hey. It was an intellectual gig, really. So quickly, (laughs) you realised I was not only hot, but also intelligent. How long did that take? to realise okay moving on 2018 how did you know I was the woman you were going to marry because my mum told me it was a thing that had to happen she did actually didn't she that was quite early on because of our names so for those of you that don't know my married name is Hollywood so when we started dating, your mum called you, didn't she, when we yeah. were on a date and asked who you were with and you said, oh, I'm with Holly. And she said, oh, you're going to have to marry her. And then, so was that it? Well, if I was a girl, my 
my parents were going to call me Holly. Yeah, I feel so, like that's weird. Do you remember the wedding when <laughs> she referred to you as the daughter she's always wanted? Yeah. Right in front of my sister. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, bless her. Um, what are my three best qualities? Boobs. It's two. <laughs> <laughs> that. T- <laughs> oh, gold. Um. Make me laugh. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> you really have. It's like you're having to think about this. No, well, I've got stuck at boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Two boobs and I make you laugh. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> Fantastic. And what do you look forward to most about our future together? When the kids leave home. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to be old. Yeah, but like old for free. Yeah, that's true. Oh, we could go on one of those cruises. They're working out well. <laughs> Stop. Oh, yeah. Okay. So moving on then to naturally the topic of kids and parenting. What's the single best thing about having kids? I mean, they're they're a pain in the ass sometimes, but they are like, they do make me laugh every day. Yeah. Like they are a lot of fun and it's fun to see them like exploring the world. Yeah, they are well cool and they have got their own little personalities, haven't they? Like very early on, they're both quite... And I do think it's really nice, like, seeing the world through their eyes. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? No. Like, rediscover, like, things are magical again when you're hanging out with kids, aren't they? You're like, ooh. Do you not find it's, like, less magical, though? Because, like, they've got all this technology and shit around them that is, like, if you'd given the technology that they've got now when we were kids, it would have been, like, fucking witchcraft. Yeah. So, like, is that magic still there? Yeah, of course it is. Okay, just asking, jeez. All right, I'll pick that one up later. Um, what's the single worst thing about having kids? Your time isn't your own anymore. Yeah. Like, you you don't have the ability to, like, just wake up on a Sunday morning, hungover as fuck, and just stumble to the shop, get a paper, and your kind of hangover Order first aid kit, some orange juice, and all that kind of crap and yeah. just just spend the day worried about keeping yourself alive let yeah. alone two other humans. what did we used to do like i literally can't remember what it was like before we had to get up at like five thirty six a.m every day well like did we just we used to lie in bed all morning all morning no because like, we weekend? had the we had we had the dog as well yeah so, so you used, to, used to wake us up but before the dog before the dog we used to do whatever the fuck we want just used to veg out yep brilliant I actually can't even remember. There was that time down at your parents' house when they were getting uh, your room painted and we set up a, like, den in their living room and just lived there for For a weekend. For, like, a week, yeah. And just drank wine and ate takeaway and pretty much did fuck all. That was amazing. Yeah. So That's what we're going to do when the kids leave home. (laughs) So to all of you out there child-free in isolation right now, I'm like jealous. Yeah. Enjoy that. Do you want any more kids? Fuck no. <laughs> I mean, I would. I mean, I would castrate myself if it was like came down to an option between more and. I'm sure there's a home kit. I, I mean, I like, could YouTube it. I'm banging them his, his drawer right now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I love our kids, but no more. Definitely no more. We need to sleep. Yep. 
I think we've sort of asked answered this one. What do you miss most about your pre kid life? I think that's just just generally not having kids. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. And sleeping and having time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And spontaneity. Freedom, freedom to just, just, just do something. Spontaneity. Yep. I think. Yep. Like I'd love it if we could just go and like, obviously not right now, but say, oh, let's go away for the weekend. Let's fly off to here for a week. Yeah. So, what do you want to say to all the new expectant dads out there? It's gonna be way harder than you think. Yeah. Especially and and if you if you double up and go in again, not go in again if you have another one. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> that's for another episode. It is exponentially harder. Like it is not like a a doubling. It is like another whole other level. Yeah, but do you know what we? I think it's the age gap makes a difference because I'm there's seven years between me and my brother. And my mum was like, oh, it was just, it was really easy because he was past that age of like needing all that attention. And it was just like starting again with a, a, a newborn, like a firstborn yep. and just going through that. Whereas I think we've got two that are developmentally are at quite like crucial stages because of there's like a two and a half, three year age gap. And everybody always says like, just, just treasure your time. They grow up so fast. And like, that's true. But like, I don't want to give that kind of advice. Like, it is yeah. that does mean something. Like, that is something that you should be aware of. But like, I mean, everybody and their dog tells you that. Yeah, and I do think like, do you think maybe particularly with men that like you don't talk as much about how hard it is? Like, I feel like women we're getting way better at talking to each other about how hard it is and being open about it. I I feel that like we're constantly confronted with oh. She's a new mum. She must be really struggling. Like, what about us dads? It's pretty fucking hard too. But, not, but not everybody's worried just because your gussets fall out. And then mm-hmm. they're like, hang on a minute. <sighs> My Let's husband, everyone. That. No, do you know what? It is hard for dads. It's hard for both people in the partnership situation. However, you know, you've got to give us this one. Like, women have got to have this one. Do you know what I mean? You've never been kicked in the nuts. Oh, fuck off. (laughs) Okay, let's move on from that to the final subject of today's chat. Cheers. Just going to have... Have you finished yours already? Yeah. You've been gassing on. (laughs) Work. Work. So I feel like we could get into this, like, loads, and we can do that maybe on another episode if we don't get removed from the internet. But in sort of fairly quick fire responses, i.e. just don't gas on for 10 minutes per question. She's used the words I just used. Did I? Yeah. Oh, it's because we're so connected. And you just can't think for yourself. But yeah. yeah. I'm probably a bit drunk. Um, so you run your own business. I do. And you've been doing that for how long? Five years. Five years. What was the light bulb moment when you knew... You had to go it alone and start your own business. I was totally fucked off with the way that the business I was working as part of was being run. And I didn't feel empowered or enjoy the process anymore. And it was when flow was due. And I decided I was going to go into consultancy. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of spiralled into an agency from there. But I just, it was just, I'd had enough of... 
working for other people in businesses that I didn't necessarily believe in. So was it like, there wasn't like this single one moment, it was like a cumulative effect of a, th- of a few things and then just one day you were like, yeah, I can't take this anymore. Well, that's my personality type is I will, yeah. I'll take a bunch of hits for a while and or like just, just struggle through something for a while and then it, all of a sudden I'm like, nah, I'm out. Yeah, done. And it was quite quick, wasn't it, the decision in the end? Yep. And it literally was like, yeah, there was a lot going on with us. I was heavily pregnant. Yep. But we both knew it was the right decision. And I know I trust you and your gut instinct and support that. So Look at me now, Ma. <laughs> Look at us <laughs> now. Um, okay, so your business is called Six and Flow. And it's Flow, F-L-O-W, not named after our daughter, by the way. Um, what would you say makes Six and Flow unique? We've always tried to be team first. So we try to find clients that fit the team. So we put a lot of time, effort and energy into training and finding the right team members and like kind of building that team ethos. It's all based around culture. And then we try and find the right clients to fit the team and what we deliver and the way that we deliver. Because every agency out there talks about the fact that they are client first and I think that's complete bullshit because agencies don't deliver uh, don't exist to be there like their clients aren't centric because there are there's a need for like business and earning money and all those kind of things and there's always going to be friction between being client first and having to function as a business so I think it's much better to be to actually wear your heart on your sleeve and talk about being team first and then being honest with the clients and saying, we are team first. We are going to let you into that fold if we think you're a right fit for us. Mm. Notice how serious you get when you're talking about your business. Yeah. When we're on my stuff, you don't mind swearing just, It's because I've listened to some boobs. of your previous ones and I just thought they need a bit of colour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Apart from cat, because I'm presuming she talked about ketchup. She didn't talk about ketchup, but she did talk about condoms. That did was she? one of her things she condoms wished... Condoms full of ketchup? Where is she smuggling it to? <laughs> that was one of the things she wished she stockpiled during isolation. Johnny's? Yeah. She's they, they don't have kids. going into it. They don't have kids. But yeah, we don't need to talk about poor cat's sex life. Not poor cat. Poor I mean, cat? No, I'm there's sure nothing poor sure about her sex fine. life. Sorry, cat. Love you. Um, okay. And what are you most proud of so far? What's been your most proud moment as a business owner? Um... I am incredibly proud of the way that the team have reacted to being told on a Friday afternoon, we're not coming back into the office next week and we're all going to be working from home. And the entire team have just picked up their laptops, now working from home. All the tools and systems we use are geared up to be able to work remotely anyway, but they have just picked it up, got on with it and are now delivering the same standard of work that we would if we were all in the office and everybody's communicating well we've got processes in place and it's just like I'm incredibly proud of how everybody's dealt with what's going on proud dad oh you're a proud dad <laughs> oh I went all deep and husky and then Pat Butcher oh you're a proud you're like a proud dad yeah they are a great bunch yeah but you're a great team leader too so in certain elements yeah but you've been great in this situation, I think, from what I can see anyway. It's not an easy one. There'll be loads of people out there going through this now. So I think that's a really lovely thing to be proud of. Yep. And very topical. So, oh, and we 
grew the business to a position where we managed to get a really big telly on the wall for our present presentation area. That's pretty. That's like, I'm awesome. Proud of that too. It is a big yeah. telly. It is a big telly. So, what's next for Six and Flow? <laughs> so, pre-corona, yeah, we were about to pull the trigger on opening an office in Canada. Right. Because my wife is half Canadian. Yes, I am. And I meant the other one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the uh, Corona will delay that, but actually it won't. It won't cease it. So I think that is probably next. But I mean, the next. I think we're going to end up in a recession for the next six to eight months. And I think God, don't, people don't want to hear that. Surprise! Yeah, but we had all the funny lol stuff at the oh, beginning, so God. you know we're leveling it out now. Just positivity here, and, babes. But but on the plus side, six to eight months. We're going to ride that out, come out on the other end, and then grow again. Yeah, and I think there'll be like this renewed sense of excitement, appreciation, vigour, motivation. That's what I'm hoping, I think, and perspective. Like, I think in all aspects, like surely in business as well, like people are going to go, do you know what? Let's cut the fat. I mean, there's so many good things to come out of this for business. If you look, I mean, yeah, there's horrific things going on across the boards, like layoffs and business closures and all sorts of stuff. And there will be more of that to come. But the businesses that can ride it out, there's going to be a lot of positives as well, because you're being forced to look at the look at the small stuff within your, ben, uh, your business as well. So like those subscriptions to software that you didn't maybe need or those services that actually maybe with a bit of internal graph, you could bring that back in-house. Like all of those kind of things, they're getting you to reevaluate what it is you need to be spending as a business and repositioning that. If you survive, which most businesses should, like the government's putting a lot of stuff in. I know for like um, the small and limited director stuff is like still up in the air, but mm. I think hopefully the Chancellor will come back through with some other stuff on that. But I think there's going to be a lot of, um, if you go through that period of six to eight months and you manage to reposition your business and you're still strong at the other end of it, you will be in a great position because actually a lot of the, your competitive market will have thinned out. There'll be some natural attrition that would have gone through. And you'll see that there's a lot of businesses who are then hungry for services mm. and products at the other end as well so yeah it's going to be a pretty dire six to eight months but i think there will be a bounce back and i think everybody needs to like not just focus on this like the next six to eight months and i know that's easy to say when like easy to say when you're not thinking about like direct salaries and all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff actually money coming into your pocket but if you can have a longer term view this will bounce back and it will like if you can position your business in that time it will put you in a very strong position yeah and I feel like my contribution to that really insightful answer that you just gave is that a bit like Ross from Friends we all need to pivot pivot yep but also (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to get the accent to pivot but also I don't think businesses necessarily need to pivot so like a lot of people have said that to me in the last um, kind of like how are you pivoting in this? I'm like, actually, we're not pivoting. Some businesses yeah. will need to pivot. Yeah. We're we're reassessing how we deliver, what we deliver. We are opening up a new service line that is going to allow smaller businesses to use some of the services that we normally use because we normally focus on the upper end of SME and uh, corporate. But like I don't think businesses necessarily need to pivot, but there needs to be a bit of 
business soul searching of like who it is you're trying to service, how you're going to service them, what is it that you're actually going to be able to make a profit on like you're delivering mm. services you need to make sure they're profitable so yeah some pivoting actually some of it might just be an iteration and just refocusing yeah amazing okay so so yeah i can talk about boobs and then business serious boobs and business that should be the name of our podcast see i knew this was our podcast oh my god right i'm registering that before anybody listening to this gets on guaranteed that registered boobs and business yeah we're gonna get a very different kind of audience Maybe not a bad one. Anyway, to finish off, how can, if anybody after this wants to know more, (laughs) after that, Mm -hmm. wants to know more, wants to find you and not just that intermittent uh, appearance on my Insta stories, where can we find you or where can we find out about Six and Flow? Easiest way. Is that you or the dog? What? Something smells. It's not me. Anyway, so the easiest way to find me would be on Twitter. So Rich T Wood, or you can get me on LinkedIn. Um, I don't, I can't remember what the URL is, but like it's my, uh, it's like slash Richard Tempest Wood. So you just if you just search for Richard Wood, you'll find me. I tell you it's, what, it's a it's a, an image that makes me look like I'm either doing a stand up comedy gig <laughs> or about to drop some like sick beats, but. <laughs> Basically, a middle-aged white dude who's holding a microphone is my profile image. So just search Richard Wood and you... I tell you what, just to save all that, I'll just put it in the show notes. Yeah, that'd probably be easier. I'll just link it in the show notes. Uh, Whatever. Just in the show notes. And I think that's it. I feel like I was going to say something else. Oh, I have a podcast. You do have a podcast. I do have a podcast. Do you want to talk about it? It's called Humans Come First. Nice. Yeah. And it's also about... You haven't even listened, have you? No. What a dickhead. But also, you can find that on all of the normal channels that you yeah. can find a podcast. Just search for Humans Come First. And we're talking about the human side of marketing. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to totally subscribe to that. Oh, fuck. I'll give you a five-star <laughs> review. I remember what I was going to say. What were you going to say? You know how your like Twitter thing is rich T-word? It's not the biscuit thing, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> I know Jess will be listening. Hi, Jess. It's not the biscuit thing. It's not rich tea And they don't biscuits. call me Kiwi because I've got a fuzzy head. <laughs> Although he does, incidentally, also have a fuzzy head. Yeah, yeah, I do. Anyway, thanks, hubby. Thanks, It's wife. been a pleasure. So this is this is the first episode from Boobs and Biscuits. Thanks <laughs> biscuit, for listening. Boobs and Biscuits? <laughs> <laughs> Even better. You're thinking about the cookies that are making yeah. right now. <laughs> boobs and Biscuits. <laughs> God, I'm trademarking that. Boobs and biscuits. Signing out. Episode one done. Ah, uh, anyway, thank you. When's Ep- this going live? Monday. Nice. Hi, Monday. <laughs> Happy week. <laughs> yeah, have a great week three in official formal lockdown isolation. Three weeks. Yeah, just entering week three. And thank you for listening. I'd love it if you could subscribe. Give me a rating and a review and all that stuff because a, a high I'm rating. On it. Yeah, no, I mean a high rating. Five stars. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Have a fab week. Fab. <laughs>